Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Great to have you with us. 888-900-3393. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, all kinds of things to get to today. Uh, but we got to start with our Pat Gray bingo card, uh, which is pinned to the top of the uh, Pat Gray Unleashed on Twitter. And uh, if you get a bingo during the course of the week, then you'd be the first to call 888 900 You win $30 worth of merchandise. Uh, so it starts in the upper left-hand corner with Renewable Goo. Uh, Keith mentions... Oh, the Atlanta Falcons. You're, you're, you're screwy. That, that, that's what you are. <laughs> uh, then we have Bigfoot Business Call. Oh, I don't know. Who's got that? I don't know. Oh. That's the business call? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course. What else would it be? I... Yeah, I don't know what else it could be. No, that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Uh, Jeffy mentions his aspirations for Postmaster or Pope. Or Pope. I mean, they're one and the same, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and you get your Barack Obama with the... Ugh. Miami. World champion, Miami Heats. Miami Heats. Uh, oh. you, you got him uh, talking about, let's see, Obama. If I could spell, that would be helpful. <laughs> but it's, you know, early. Yeah, sure, of course. That's what I'm saying to yeah. you now. It's, it's early. Well, well yeah. what you're looking for, it may be in there incorrectly mm-hmm. because Obama said it incorrectly. Correct. Then I he do said think it again. that there's a different quality uh-huh. to what used to be Kaminsky Field versus Wrigley. Kaminsky. Uh, you know, you, you've got to really love baseball. You know, when you used to go in. It's embarrassing. You got to really love baseball to screw up both parts of that name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you really do. Uh, uh, uh. Uh, then there was this uh, proving what a sportsman, yeah. what a sports guy he is. Mm-hmm. Penn State, right here, Nittany Lions. The Nittany Lions. Instead of Nittany, of course. Mm-hmm. Then you got Turf Toe, mm-hmm. um, NFL Films, Music, uh, which sounds a lot like this. <laughs> then we go into playoffs. Oh, talk to me about playoffs. Love it. Hillary Kennedy visits. Mm-hmm. This is going to happen tomorrow, by the way. Oh. So uh, that's a little heads up for you. I heard a rumor. Jeffy mentions Missouri football. Mm-hmm. Then we have get him out. Get him out. Get his ass out. <laughs> right. Uh, Joe Biden, that message is for you. <laughs> a pat screech like, I don't know. Shut up! That kind of thing. Uh, who knows what it would be. Uh, Gates. Oh, this is. Matt Gates. You know, Matt Gates. This is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's right in here somewhere. Every congressman should Is it safe like to this. say that based off of your comments, you're mm-hmm. suggesting that these women at these abortion rallies are ugly and overweight? Yes. Yes. <laughs> what do you say to people who think that those comments are offensive? Be offended. Be offended. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> One of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Saying they're fat and ugly. Uh, <laughs> what do you say to people who say they, they might be offended? Man, be offended. Whatever. I mean, at an abortion, a pro-abortion rally? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's factual. That's all that was. Yes, that's true. (laughs) That's why he didn't get in trouble for it, because everybody knows it's true. (laughs) 
Uh, then Keith saying, this is inside baseball. Uh, then we have uh, the Big Frog, 109.9. The only station beyond the bandwidth of your FM radio, mm-hmm. 109.9. Yeah, that begins uh, Friday, September 9th. <sighs> so great. I mean, it is so close now. We could almost taste it. And there's a little Keith Jackson. What Nelly. <laughs> Very football-centric card here. It is, yeah, <laughs> which I love. Uh-huh. Uh, I keep forgetting I'm president. I keep forgetting I'm president. And then on the frozen, on the frozen tundra, mm-hmm. Lambo Field, the Icelandic scream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of screaming on this card too. Uh, Keith, oh, this is a sad one. Mm-hmm. When I ask you, is that on the three sixty? And then any Peter Ducey versus KJP. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So that's almost a free score as well. A cameo by a Canadian sports celebrity, which is <laughs> Stu, of course. <laughs> don't know if he's in this week. I don't know. Jeffy talks about a a big guy show. That's a big guy show. That's kind of a big guy show. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, and then uh, BYU could win it all if. If what? If. If all the other teams in the. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Almost got a pat screech there right off the bat. <laughs> Almost. Pretty close. Uh, all right. So there it is. There's uh, what you're looking for and listening for this week. Yesterday, it was the end of an era at CNN. Wow, how sad. How sad. As Brian Stelter, you know, he started out, didn't he start out with a blog and then he went to the New York Times and he was reporting on... <laughs> media and then cnn somehow liked him and you brought gotta, him in you gotta make me go to his wikipedia page aren't you so bad no it's not even worth it <laughs> who cares yeah. but uh interestingly this is almost never done cnn allowed him to do his last show and uh and so it was just this week i found out his show was once a week <laughs> I had no idea. I'm in the same boat, bro. I didn't know if he was on the weekends, if he had an every night show. I had no ideas. Apparently, it turns out he was on Sundays, right? And yeah. And couldn't even cut it on Sunday mm-hmm. with no competition on Sunday afternoon. I think it was Sunday afternoon. Uh, but anyway, here was the last Reliable Sources show as, uh, as Mr. Stelter mm-hmm. bid a final farewell. I believe America needs CNN to be strong. I believe the free world needs a CNN to be strong. And it will continue to be. Because mm. all of us are going to help make that happen. Mm. Really? The free world mm-hmm. needs a reliable source. He's going to cry. For gosh so, sakes. For reliable sources, for the last time, I'm Brian Stelter. Thanks for being with us. Oh, wow. Oh, you hear the clapping? <laughs> the, the two people from his audience showed yep. up to clap. Yeah. Good riddance, douche. Good riddance. The end of an era, Rob. <laughs> yeah, there it is. 2013 to 22. He, I mean, he made it nine years. It's pretty good considering how bad he is. I, I don't know how it is possible that he lasted for that long on network. Well, it wasn't network. It was cable television. But still, how did he last that long? He's so bad. Somebody on Twitter reminded us that uh, Brian Stelter fired his nanny because she didn't want to get the vax. Really? I had forgotten about that. Huh. But uh, Did we talk about that? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, we did. Mm. What a douchebag. Exactly.
total and complete. At least apparently one person in the country will miss Brian Stelter. Mm. Uh, Stephen King <laughs> tweeted this out. Oh, no. The one show on CNN I never missed <laughs> was Reliable Sources oh. with Brian Stelter. Yeah, that's typical of Stephen oh, King. What an Stephen idiot. King. Such a buffoon. It has been an invaluable window into how the media covers itself. Today, CNN canceled it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, Stephen. Yeah, too bad. That's too bad. You're going to... I mean, Stephen King, uh, probably the only person who is sad to see that show go. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anybody else tweeting it out. Maybe somebody did, and they just missed it, because I am all over Twitter. How much time do you think you log oh, on Twitter man. on a typical day? Not, I, not on a crazy day. Typical don't, day? Don't give me like it's the wild swings here. It's really incalculable. Yeah. Keith, that's how much time I spend on Twitter. Wow, then you might have a problem. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> People have suggested that before. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah, Mr. So, Twitter over here. It's very possible. Uh-huh. So it's been a year since uh, Joe Biden's catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Uh, now, get this. We left. Uh, now, so this seems light to me. Maybe somebody can remind us because I thought the number was closer to $80 billion, but this is $7 billion in military equipment and we left the This is uh, the Taliban. official report from the Inspector General. So the official report is that we left $7 billion in military equipment with the Taliban. Can somebody... Back that up. Does anybody else remember eighty the eighty billion total? Um, the Defense Department Inspector General has released its long-awaited report on what they left behind in Afghanistan, and in total, more than seven billion in equipment was left for mm. them. Uh, that's still, I mean, that's unbelievable. Still makes them one of the most powerful fighting forces in the world. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh and, you know, how asinine that we left that for our enemy. And the way we treated the Taliban when we left. Oh, uh, they can be trusted. We like them now. They're nice. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Just to uh, back up what you remember, mm-hmm. I found this article from September where estimates at that time were $85 billion. Okay. That's what I thought. Hmm. Uh, so they've really uh, slashed that. And, you know, who knows what to believe. It's probably closer to $85 billion than it is $7 billion. I think you're probably right on that. The ground vehicle inventory, inventory alone was worth about $4.12 billion. In addition, the U.S. military lost $923.3 million worth of military aircraft. Jeez. And $294.6 million in aircraft munitions. Didn't we make them like the fourth or fifth largest air force in the world with the stuff we left behind? It was up there. Yeah, I recall. It was, it's it's inconceivable, really. Yeah, it it feels like it was because I remember that list that came out, mm-hmm. and it feels like it was right in the ballpark of Serbia, somewhere in there. Which mm. I mean, they they have a fighting force. Yeah, um, I mean, we we have made Afghanistan and the Taliban pretty much untouchable pretty in that much. in that region. Yeah, pretty for much. as long as they want to stay in power and. And look, even according to this article, it says the Taliban was instantly made one of the best equipped militaries in the world due to this windfall gift by the Biden administration. Yeah. We left all of this equipment behind. We left a freaking military behind and they just, they inherited it. How, how can that be? How is it possible that we would do something so stupid? 
Wow. And do you remember the reports at the beginning where we saw them walking around in U.S. military garb? It looked like it was our military there, except for the long, skanky beards. Mm. Um, but they they had our uniforms. Sickening. They had our night vision goggles. Yeah. And they're just parading around with it. While the report says that some of the aircraft were demilitarized and rendered inoperable. Uh-huh. Why would you only do some? If you're going to leave it there. Well, I think they had to catch destroy the it. They had to get out of there. <laughs> Most of this equipment was left ready to use, including 316,260 small arms, including sniper rifles, machine guns, and grenade launchers that were worth $511.8 million. And again, in total, they claim over $7 billion in equipment, and I think that's vastly underestimated. Yeah, um, and as we are at that one-year anniversary, um, there was a, a meme that uh, was sent out by was it Bridget Gabriel, where the coffins, there it is. I mean, this, this sums up the Joe Biden presidency right mm, there. Yeah. The coffins of the Marines. My gosh. Who returned... Uh, Right, the 13 in caskets, yeah. blown up there. And then you've got Joe Biden looking at his watch there on the tarmac. But meanwhile, he shows nothing but honor uh, mm. and praise as he kneels for George Floyd. Yep, there you go. Pretty stark contrast. This is just gross. And, and just all of the anger. Well, this guy, last... couldn't he couldn't be any worse. Could he? I mean, <laughs> it's hard to imagine being any worse than he has been. If you were planning to destroy the nation, what would you do differently? Uh, and this is another pretty good story that shows you that they've done everything they possibly can to destroy this nation. And if you blinked over the weekend, you may have missed that we gave even more money to Ukraine. Ah, it's just a drop in the bucket, though. We only gave them another $775 million. In weapons and military equipment, including rockets, drones, and missile systems. Just another $775 million. Just another little weekend gift. I'm telling you, man. You know, you buy something on eBay. Sometimes you have to go and pick it up in person. Let's mm-hmm. just start saying that to Zelensky. Just look. All right. We got your weapons, but you have to go pick them up in Afghanistan. Yeah. So you have to drive a truck. And just go and just right. knock on the door of the Taliban. And you got yourself another $7 billion in equipment there right there. Yeah, and then leave us alone. Mm-hmm. We have another major security assistance package that we're about to unveil, and this continues our tradition of providing the Ukrainians what they need when they need it, according to the official. It will, uh, for the first time, include 15 Scan Eagle reconnaissance drones. Oh, I want one of those. <laughs> 40 mine-resistant ambush-protected vehicles, 16 105-millimeter howitzers, and 36,000 rounds of accompanying artillery rounds, an undisclosed number of tow anti-tank missile systems, Mm -hmm. 2,000 rounds of anti-armor munition for Carl Gustav rifles. Hmm. All right, well, that sounds like a good list. Is that good? So, um, Caitlin Johnstone... She wrote this. Uh, there's a story I was looking at over the weekend. It said, last month, Ukraine's parliamentarians voted to give themselves a 70% salary increase. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, filings, oh. filings indicate that the raise was enabled and encouraged by the billions of dollars and euros of aid that have poured in from the U.S. and Europe. So she also linked to <sighs> another story 
that quoted Ukraine, uh, Ukrainian citizens and soldiers. And listen to these quotes. So, so you just heard that. Mm-hmm. Gave them $775 million more over the weekend in addition to, I don't even, I've lost count. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. How much have we given now? Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got the pay raise. And then you've got, this is just a couple of quotes I pulled out from, from this story she linked to. Uh, this Ukrainian person uh, said, the weapons are stolen, the humanitarian aid is stolen, and we have no idea where the billions sent to this country have gone. Another one says, we, this is a soldier talking, we, the Ukrainian soldiers, have nothing. The things the soldiers have been given to use in the war came directly from volunteers. The aid that goes to our government will never reach us. Oh, my gosh. It's a money laundering scheme. Do we not see mm. this, America? That's what we've talked audience, about a million guys. times. There's does. no oversight. There's no oversight. We just send it over there and expect, okay, I guess it's going to wind up on the front lines. They know better than that, though. They know better than that. They know that it's going to be confiscated somewhere along the way, and it's not going to have its intended result, which (laughs) is to fight off the Russians. So I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear it. We're giving them whatever they need whenever they need it. Yeah, we need to stop that. Now, mm-hmm. right now, asinine. And how about, you know... When will we learn our lesson here? I've seen the point made time and time again. The left always likes to, when there's a huge expenditure for something that the left doesn't like, they ask, you know, how many homeless could you feed? Yeah. Uh, how many homeless could you... You know, how many homeless veterans could you build homes for? All with of them. all of the money that we're sending to Ukraine. And you, I'm talking about American veterans. You could You could build a home for all of them. With the money we've sent to Ukraine. It's enraging. All of them. Yeah. And probably get just about everybody in this country out of poverty who's in it. All right, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Uh, if you're a dog owner, you know you love your dog and you want the best for uh, him or her. And that's where Rough Greens comes in. Rough Greens is not dog food, but it's a dog food supplement. You sprinkle on top of your dog's food. You know, the kind that's been sterilized so that it lasts for two to three years on the store shelf. Well, this puts back into your dog's food all the vitamins and minerals and the probiotics, antioxidants, basically all of the nutrients your dog is missing in their dog food. And they love it. I know, it's like little doggy crack for them. They, they love this stuff. <laughs> and I'm not sure why. I, You know, as a human, it doesn't smell that great, but... <laughs> okay. I mean, dogs... My dog <laughs> loves it. Dogs like stuff that don't smell that great. <laughs> yeah, Let's be honest here. That's very they, true. They've got a track record. <laughs> Uh, so if you want to see if your dog is going to love it the way mine does and Glenn's and Stu's dogs do. So they'll, they're willing to send you a free bag of rough greens, just a small bag for your dog to try for a couple of days. And all you have to pay is the shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com. That's R U F F greens, roughgreens.com or call 833-783-3364. So meanwhile, in Ukraine, there are nuclear fears that are soaring as Russia's pounding a city near a major power plant, nuclear power plant, Mm -hmm. of course. Uh, The city has been, it's uh, Nikopol, and it's been hit with 25 artillery shells, according to regional government, uh, the regional governor there. The blasts have caused an industrial fire and cut off power to 3,000 residents in the city. Mm. 
This comes as Ukrainian military intelligence reports that Russia has prolonged an order for the power plant's workers to stay away, provoking fears that the Kremlin intends to decouple the plant's electricity from Ukraine's power grid. Oh, boy. And instead... Connected to Russia's power grid. So Russia is bombarding this town, telling the workers to stay away from the nuke plant. Mm-hmm. And Ukraine says, yeah, that's going to become part of the Russian electrical grid soon. It's a highly complex process that uh-huh. experts warn may cause a nuclear meltdown. Oh, no. If electricity is caught up, cut off from the plant as a result of shelling or failing the decoupling process... Radioactive substances oh, oh no. could be released into the environment. Any potential damage uh, to the power plant is suicide, according to the U.N. Secretary General. Mm. And I think we believe everything the U.N. Secretary General <laughs> says. And Russia's got such a, a good track record with nuke plants. Don't they, though? So they'll be fine. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be fine. fine. But, hey, at least we uh, paid for that uh, pay raise for the Ukrainian parliament. That should take care of this problem yeah, yeah. right here, right? Yeah, that's great. Right. We don't need money to defend the uh, power plant because the, the raise came to the parliament. Ukraine denied any part in the assassination of a fanatical Putin ally's daughter, which is also uh, another situation that happened. Yeah. Um, what's his face, his daughter? Alexander Dugan. Mm-hmm. His daughter was killed in a, in a Moscow car bomb. Not good. Uh, wow. Yeah, Dugan's the guy that Glenn... Has talked about forever, for years. About how we need to reestablish the old Soviet Union. Yeah. This is apparently the guy that has the ear of Vladimir Putin. Yeah, and he's like the architect of this Ukraine invasion. Mm-hmm. So uh, Zelensky's aide insisted Kiev had nothing to do with the murder of Daria Dugan. Mm, yeah, oh yeah, because Russia's saying that if I so help me, y'all, if we find a, a trace back to Ukraine. That you did this? Yeah. What are they going to do? I mean, yeah. they're already doing it. So, and they're already getting their ass kicked. Tragic scene. <laughs> Trying to do uh, it. There's a picture. Uh, there's a video going out. I think I sent the picture to Rob. Yeah. So there's Dugan on the side of the road. And uh, this is reportedly the scene from over the weekend. And his daughter is presumably right there perishing in, the, in that vehicle. Yeah. I mean, I can you It's like a movie. That, that yeah. happens in movies all the time. Yeah. And, where, and, oh, we got the wrong person. And so it was his vehicle. Yeah. They were trying to get him. Yeah, that that's what we assume. Yeah. And then for whatever reason, she was driving his car and he was in another vehicle leaving this event that they were at. Oh, this, mm. this is a development that we're going to need to see where this goes. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not good. Not good. Uh, and Dugan uh, is not good. It mm-hmm. wouldn't have wept a lot of tears if it had been him instead of his daughter mm-hmm. in the car. Um, but... Things are going to get better really soon because uh, Dennis Rodman is planning to travel to Russia to help help negotiate the release of Brittany Griner. The worm. What's up, man? There he is. (laughs) He's back. Uh, And he did this in North Korea, right? He went to. Yeah, he went and talked to what's his face uh, in North Korea. And now he's going to, I guess, negotiate with Putin. (laughs) I'm sure this is going to make a huge difference. Greiner remains wrongfully detained, according to the U.S. government, and was sentenced earlier this month to nine years in prison on alleged drug charges. Her team has already appealed, while U.S. and Russian diplomats discuss potential prison exchanges. I got permission to go to Russia to help that girl, Rodman told NBC (laughs) News at a restaurant in D.C. 
I'm trying to go this week. You got permission from who? Yeah, really. Huh. From the Biden administration? I don't know. Uh, well, there's no clarity, apparently, where or who Rodman got permission from to work on the case. That girl uh, is apparently <laughs> Brittany Griner, <laughs> to whom he's referring. Okay. And uh, and it's, you know, way past time she should be brought home. Way past time. I just I can't believe how long this has gone on. It's been over six months, right? She's been in prison now for six months in Russia. Yeah, it was right when the invasion started. And I honestly, twenty four. Yeah, I honestly expected it, uh, that we demand her release, take care of that, you know, within a week or two. And here we are, six months down the road, still nothing. And they still apparently say, "Yeah, we demand her release," but they're doing nothing about it. I'm surprised that um, the Joe Biden administration and just the aura of Joe himself wasn't enough to scare them into releasing. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aren't you shocked by that? I'm shocked. He's got, he's got international capital. Yeah, yeah. Flex that well, muscle. Well, he told us that our allies were going to be grateful that he was he was in office and our enemies were going to be scared to mm-hmm. death, like frightened out of their minds. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was going to get some cooperation out of them. Okay. And I think we've seen that. <clears throat> <laughs> like, not at all. Like... There hasn't been a single... I, I don't think he's moved the needle on any issue. Oh, he's moved it. Uh, well, yeah, the no, wrong direction. Right. The wrong direction. Jeez. Yeah. All right, 888 uh, Meanwhile, the Putin price hike, uh, is it is it still in force or is it still plummeting? You got the Putin gas prices? Mm-hmm. There it is. There's the Putin. Oh, it's down to three ninety a gallon nationwide. Today's national average three dollars ninety cents a gallon. Thanks, Vlad. Preach. <laughs> I did that with a uh, mm-hmm. picture of Putin in this particular case. Yeah, it's it still has to come down. What a dollar fifty, a dollar sixty, uh, before it it is anywhere near where uh, Trump left it. Yeah. So. He's not doing that good of a job, this no. Joe Biden character. No, he's not. Mm. He's really not. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Also this uh, in Los Angeles in L.A. County. Do you know that monkeypox cases have more than doubled? Mm. More than doubled. Didn't know this. I thought we knew how to. I don't know. Keep a cap on this right. particular disease it's not that hard zip it up really 15 it's, days it's not that hard you just don't rub up against people's lesions right i mean how hard is that okay yeah i, I can do that I'm, I'm pretty sure i can do that but the number of cumulative monkeypox cases more than doubled in los angeles county the last two weeks as officials race to better track the virus and more widely vaccinate the more vulnerable communities. But who are those? We just don't have any idea who the vulnerable communities communities. are. We have no idea. There's a certain thing you're doing in that community that makes you more vulnerable than if you didn't for just give it a couple weeks. Huh, really? There have been 1,105 cumulative monkeypox cases reported countywide as of last Friday, so it's probably well beyond that now. Median age of people uh, with confirmed monkeypox is uh, 35 years old. 
So you have that. And then you have these statistics. If I can find them here, I thought they were fairly interesting and telling. Mm. Uh, yeah, 98% of the people who have monkeypox are men. Okay, 98%. Only 2% are women. And of that 98%, 98% of those men... yeah are gay or men who have sex with men. So what you're saying is pretty much anybody can get this. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And exactly. we should all be you on high it. alert. Dogs you obviously it. have gotten it. I noticed you left that out of your little statistical rundown. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I did leave that out because so say- a dog has gotten it, I think. So isn't- yeah, 98% of the 98% uh-huh. are gay. Are gay. <clears throat> yeah. So we kind of so- know where this is happening and why. And uh, continue to avoid the real situation where I guess you tell these guys, you know, maybe be a little more careful right now. But you can't. <laughs> I guess you can't. Maybe, I don't know, stop the high-risk activity. Maybe yeah. don't go to the bathhouse this week. Maybe you don't have an orgy this week. And maybe I- we cut back on the festivals <laughs> this week. I'm guessing that uh, 98 of 98 of 98... Mm-hmm. Are out there with multiple partners. Yep. Not committed relationships. Almost certainly, yeah. Just out there having casual sex on the weekends. Almost certainly. Yep. Okay. All right. So, again, anybody can get this. Understand. Anybody. anybody. Yep. On the Blaze Radio Network. Yes. Welcome. Thanks for being here. 888 Oh. Cookies? What? You like cookies? Oh, I'm a big fan of a specific. I'm not talking about the the kind of cookies that follow you all over the internet. Oh. Not those kind of cookies. Don't like the them. delicious kind of cookies that you get at kexi.com. K-E-K-S-I.com. Uh, and we got the fall lineup now. So good. And, you know, the, there's the coconut cream. There's the, what is it, the movie thing? Did you try that last week? Yeah, with the popcorn yeah. little pieces? That yeah. was really good. So good. Yeah. So anyway, if you want some del- the best cookies on this planet, Hold are on. found at kexi.com. So you're only willing to say that they're the best on this planet. Right, yeah. Because I've not experienced any of the f- Saturn cookies, yeah. for instance. That's fair. Or anything from, uh, say, Venus, where, you know, um, uh, they, they are really easy to cook because you just put them on the... You just put them on the ground and they cook there at 870 oh, yeah. degrees or something. Women are from Venus, right? Men are from yes, Mars and that's women. correct. Are, mm-hmm. So they're probably really good, you know, <laughs> since that's where women should be, right? Cooking. Um, Baking, doing stuff I'm like that. I'm going to let you dig that hole, uh, so that'll be good. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Got some tweets here from Quiet Storm. Isn't arming the enemy treason? You mean about like leaving $7 billion worth of uh, military equipment behind? Hmm. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Plus, they're not our enemy anymore. They're, this is not your father's Taliban. <laughs> Carl Smith. <laughs> hey, Brian. Oh, that's Brian Stelter. Oh, yeah, Brian Stelter, yeah. The world may need an, a reliable source. They just don't need you. <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy Introvert tweets, I wouldn't be surprised if MSNBC picks up an entirely new show for the fall lineup called Reliable Narratives with Brian Stelter. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I, I'm, I was kind of wondering if MSNBC would 
hire him. But I don't know why. He didn't get any ratings at CNN. He, it's not like he had a great show and he outperformed the network. What do you think he's he going to do now? That's what I was wondering. Huh. Um, will MSNBC pick him up? No, I don't think so. Hmm. He'll probably wind up doing a podcast like everybody else. Stephen King, uh, the only person in the world with a news alert set up for <laughs> Brian Stelter. So he will be the first to know when a new show is announced. Uh, Sasquatch Cougar fan tweets, Joe Biden and Congress are getting scammed like my grandmother getting scammed to send money through Western Union. Ah, hmm. uh, but it's safe and secure. I'm sure all that money is going somewhere in the hands of someone good, right? Yeah. <clears throat> probably not. Yeah. Mm, For them to not. be scammed, they would have to not be in on it. Just saying. Mm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> CBS is uh, pushing a study blaming climate change for rising childhood obesity rates. See, climate change is responsible for every bad thing. Hmm. Every bad thing on this planet is climate change. Uh, CBS Mornings pushed a recent study connecting climate change and hotter temperatures with childhood obesity rates (laughs) in a ridiculed segment on Thursday. I'm so glad it's ridiculed. Jeez. And by the way, we're in the middle of August. It's... In fact, it's late August now. And over the weekend, it couldn't have been any more mild. So I don't want to hear this, oh, it's the extremes, the super hot weather in the summer, that means climate change. And then the super cold weather in the summer means climate change. Hmm? Yeah, we didn't get super cold weather. We just got mild weather. So if it's extremely mild, what does that mean? Is that climate change too? If it's really, really hot, and it was for much of the summer, uh, 110 degrees on some days. <laughs> okay, so that's climate change. All right, I'll grant you that. Let's say it is. Okay. I shouldn't grant you that because that's just weather. But now that it's it was 80 over the weekend, I think on Saturday or Sunday, one of the two, yesterday or the day before, it was 80 or 83 for the high it was in pleasant. Dallas, Texas. It that never happens. So is mild weather also climate change? I don't think so. And if it's climate change, that means the climate has changed. And it should be hotter every summer. It's not. Instead, the hottest summer in Dallas history is 1980. Yeah. So, I I just, I I can't take it. Put that in your pipe. Co-host Nate Burleson introduced the study published in the journal Temperature that argued climate change, specifically warmer temperatures, is making our children more inactive and more obese. Hold on, we don't get a journal temperature joke there? Because I was kind of counting on it. There's a journal named temperature? Named temperature, yeah. Wow, that's got to be exciting, right? Well, it's exciting when the swimsuit edition of temperature comes out. I bet. It's hot. It's a hot issue. It is. See? It is, yeah. All right. That's the one I usually wait for, you know, the, the temperature... Swimsuit edition. It's our hottest temperature yet. <laughs> All right. It would work. Yeah. It, it really would work. <laughs> Burleson said the study found that children were 30% less aerobically fit than their parents and claimed hotter temperatures were preventing kids from exercising outside. No. That's not it at all. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. You know uh, what it is? Uh, uh, video games. Yep. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with climate change. Correct. Nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. 
Although the segment focused primarily on climate change, Burleson acknowledged that mm. technology was likely a factor in rising childhood obesity cases. Yep. Oh, thank you, uh, Nate. That's, you know, maybe go back to the NFL network and just con- concentrate <laughs> on that. How, how would that be? He gets around. Washington Free Beacon reporter Joe Gabriel Simonson attacked CBS Mornings directly for misrepresenting the study to push a climate agenda. This seemed too insane, even for left-wing climate scientists, so I read the study summary. (laughs) The authors don't blame climate change for children getting fatter, but that fat children may have a harder time dealing with climate change because fat people don't do as well in the heat. (laughs) (laughs) So that's all it was. (laughs) Yeah. And it goes on to talk about COVID lockdowns had a big part of that. Everybody gained weight. Of course they did. Yes. Everybody got fatter during the COVID lockdowns. Wow. Jeez. But, man, do they want to blame oh, everything. Anything. If they see the word climate change or, or a temperature is a slightly askew, right? Mm-hmm. And then, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. it's the end of the world from climate change. And any health-related news goes right back to climate change. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because of climate change. Yeah. R- really? People have diabetes now more because yep you got it climate change yep no more questions Mm, all right Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you also electric vehicle owners couldn't charge their evs at public charging stations now why is that (laughs) well it's because they're broken they 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 don't work so wait they just they don't work yeah they don't work a lot of them a lot of them don't work as the Biden administration pushes electric vehicles, thousands of EV owners report that they couldn't charge their electric vehicles at public charging stations. Huh. A J.D. Power study found that 20% of electric vehicle owners couldn't charge their EVs at public charging stations. study finds that one out of every five respondents ended up not charging their vehicle during their visit. Of those who didn't charge... indicated that it was due to a station malfunctioning or being out of service. Yeah, but the government's going to fix it. Yeah, yeah, because everything that gets broken, the government comes in and fixes fixes just like like that. Yep. There's an estimated 41,000 public EVs charging stations in the U.S. Uh, Biden authorized spending $7.5 billion to expand the EV charging infrastructure and hit a target of... 500,000 electric vehicle charging stations by 2030. So look, you, wow. you might be stranded on the side of the road, but if you just wait till 2030, we'll be there in about eight years with a charger for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hang in there. Right. It's cool. <laughs> so, you know, if you're just sitting there in your Tesla and you don't have any power, uh, it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yeah, you just have to wait. Eight years, and I'm sure you'll see the construction crew show up. Did you know that green energy is our ticket to a peaceful tomorrow? (laughs) Is it? Yeah, it is. Green energy Mm -hmm. is our ticket to a peaceful tomorrow. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. That's really beautiful. That's kind of what our uh, energy secretary was saying. She was, woo, making the rounds. Uh, over the weekend there. Uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Granholm? Oh, she's so good, right? Oh, I love her. She's a great representative for this administration. Well, let's hear what she had Honestly, to say. This invasion by Russia oh, okay. is, uh, an, uh, is such is... an example of why countries 
need to move away from the volatility oh. of fuels mm. from countries who do not have our interests mm -hmm. and from the volatility of fossil wait, fuels. Well, hold on. Can you stop it there? If we want to be energy secure. Can you, wait. So we need to, we can't be dependent on nations for our fossil fuels. So, huh. so is she making the case for, should we have our own that we could access? That's the point she should be making. I swear. Yeah. I but you know it's it. the point she's not making, though. You know that's not the point. The point is, we have to switch right now in the middle of a crisis here. Uh, and we have to switch to uh, unreliable, supposedly renewable energy sources that we don't have the infrastructure for. You know, I... I think the worst of this administration and what they're doing with Ukraine and all of the money they're pumping into that nation. Mm -hmm. But what if it's not even that at all? What if it's just, no, we totally had to drum up this war so that we could make this case to, oh, look, Russia is an oil nation. We got to push green energy. I always felt that that was just kind of something that they dragged along into this. But what if that mm -hmm. was the whole plan from the start? Anyway, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Let's see what else she had to say. If we want to be energy secure and energy independent, mm -hmm. that means we've got to produce our own energy. My uh, counterpart uh, in Ireland, the minister there, energy minister there, has said that no one has ever weaponized access to the sun. No one has ever weaponized. <laughs> wow, that's genius. Wind. Perhaps a move to clean energy will be the greatest peace plan the world has ever known. <laughs> Well, if the minister of Ireland said it, then I'm all over it. I mean, if Ireland can't lead us to the promised land, I don't know who can. Who do you turn to when you're looking for leadership on this planet? Man, I... Ireland! Every time! Every stinking time! I want off this timeline, Pat. Ugh. Well, how does Ireland feel about it? Is Ireland good with that? Because if Ireland says, let's get off this timeline, then we should... But, but but I don't think they're saying that. Yeah, I want to actually see where this goes. The the the, <laughs> the greatest peace plan of our time. Yeah, I do green too. energy. Because no one's ever weaponized the sun. Oh, so stupid. Nobody ever weaponized dinosaurs either. But the fuel that uh, supposedly uh -huh. comes from okay. them. Okay. Okay. They have weaponized. I got gotcha. you. That would be the same with solar and wind. If it were ruling the universe right now, if solar and wind were the big energy producers, someone would weaponize that. Huh. And they could. You and know, they would. You know that there's a mosquito out here Glenn has in his collection. Mm -hmm. It's encased in that amber. In amber. Thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. maybe, because you know there's dinosaur DNA mm -hmm. out here in the hallway. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's think this through. Let's weaponize dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I kind of want to do this now. I want an I army of brontosauruses. <laughs> but, I mean, this, this administration is... I mean, is this a joke? They are serious. Yeah, they are. They want us to take what they say seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Grant Holm was all over the place saying it. She said it on Fox News as well. And really, you could make the same argument we were talking about tax breaks for adding solar panels, energy efficient windows, appliances, mm -hmm. heat pumps. You know, what do you say to the families who simply can't afford this stuff in Thank the you. first place? Thank you. Oh, she's got an answer. 
Well, number one, for your home, yes, uh -huh. there are significant incentives in this bill, which is great to reduce people's energy costs on a monthly basis. So if you are low income, you can get your home entirely weatherized through the expansion from the bipartisan mm -hmm. infrastructure law, mm -hmm. significant expansion. You don't have to pay for anything. If you want uh, <laughs> heat pumps, insulation, new windows, that is covered. If you are moderate income, yep. today you can get 30% off oh, the price of solar panels. Those solar coupon. panels can be financed, so you don't have to have fine, the big out outlay at the front. And when they're financed, they're financed to the in a way that reduces your energy bill, even though you have solar panels. With this 30% off, it's wow. a significant incentive. That's Same great. thing with, if you, are, if you don't qualify for the weatherization program, mm -hmm. you will be able to, starting next year, get rebates on the, the appliances and equipment that will help you reduce your monthly energy bill by up to 30 percent this is all about reducing costs for people <clears throat> so just go into debt you know if you're poor i guess they're going to do it all for you if you don't make a lot of money you're, you're they're just going to take care of it the government will step in and just take care of you so that's great and then if you can afford it why th then just finance it <laughs> and go into debt and have your solar panels installed and, you know, switch over all of your energy to renewables. And then, you know, that'll be awesome, even though that only accounts for about 3% of our energy. Um, I, I can't see that being a problem for you at your house at all. Jeez. These people are insane. Absolutely they're, insane. They're freaking insane. And I do want to find out what that threshold is on the income, like she's talking about. Oh, oh yeah, that would be mm -hmm. important. Um, <clears throat> a Trump-appointed federal judge in Louisiana issued a permanent injunction Thursday against President Biden's moratorium on oil and gas lease mm. sales mm. on public lands and waters, a decision that came just 24 hours after a different court ruled that the administration's long blocked drilling freeze could take effect now it can't because judge terry uh dowdy of the u.s district court for the western district of louisiana the same judge who temporarily halted biden's lease sale mor moratorium last year sided thursday with the 13 fossil fuel industry friendly republican attorneys attorneys general who sued to block the pause mm, good thank goodness and again, a Trump-appointed federal judge. It's always that. That so, man has saved our country just with the federal judges he yes, appointed, let time. alone the Supreme Court judges. But the federal judges have done these kinds of things time after time after time lately. Across the board. With so COVID great. stuff, with energy. Yes. So, so basically, wow. he's saying, no, Joe, you can't shut down these leases. And uh, they can drill for energy on federal lands. Right. And this is a permanent injunction, so... Nice. Anyway, yeah, again, another Jeez. Trump judge saves the day. And these federal judges used to always rule the opposite direction because they were Obama-appointed or Clinton-appointed. Uh, but Trump did a fantastic job with the judges. On the Blaze Radio Network. Hey, hang, hang on. I'm sorry to kind of hijack things here, but uh, I got some exciting news, Pat. Yeah. Tonight, Monday Night Football. 
Mm-hmm. The Atlanta Falcons are playing. Oh, wow. The New York Jets. Wow. Don't act mm-hmm. like... Yeah, man. You don't seem no, excited great. at all. No, I am. Tyler Algiers, Tyler the Algier. BYU running back, is going right. to get a lot of time tonight, and you're going to see him I'm on Monday Night Football. That. I'm very excited I mean, about that. Yeah, you will be great. Preseason, though. So, Still. on the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field. Or the Meadowlands. Or the Meadowlands. MetLife Stadium. The Warriors <laughs> could not take the field because they all had turf toe. Oh, no. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Huh. So that canceled the game. And uh, <laughs> they're just not quite as tough as they used to be. No, they're not. You, you know what I mean? Okay, but um, since we're you know now talking about it, do you mm-hmm. think that the Falcons will make the playoffs this year? Playoffs? Talk to me about playoffs. Hmm. Not yet, anyway. I mean, who's announcing the game tonight? Is it uh, the ghost of uh, what's his name, Keith Jackson? Keith Jackson? Yeah. What, no, what would he say in the game if it were? Probably something like, "What, Nelly? Oh, look at that from the football at the forty-five yard line. The dogs have it." <laughs> Keith was pretty much. Uh, hmm. He was pretty much resigned to just college football. It seems to me. Yeah, don't think he ever. I don't think he ever called a pro game, an NFL football game. Did he? I think you're. Uh, well, I don't know. It just. I think you're. It feels like you're right, but. Yeah, it's one like, of those things that like. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay. Then toward the end of his life, he was like, I think Pac-12 only. Yeah, because he didn't want to travel much. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. Uh, now, now I want to know. Yeah, I know. Me too. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll look into yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Liz Lincoln Grant tweets uh, with some breaking news. New study shows climate change is responsible for wobbly shopping cart wheels. (laughs) Oh, man. Now I have somebody to blame uh, because that pisses me off. I hate the wobbly shopping cart wheels. Uh, The Steve42 tweets weird. I thought it was the video games that prevented kids from being active. Yeah. No. Mm -mm. Climate change. Mm -hmm. Reverend Jeffy's Doctrine. Uh, where I'm from, we call climate change seasons. <laughs> when there's an extreme change, we call it summer. Right. <laughs> right. Or on the other side, winter. 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 Right. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Keith Jackson was an AFL announcer. No, was he really? And I, I knew huh. there was some correlation here. He was part of the first broadcast team, first season, Monday Night Football. That's right. Wow. So like 1970, yeah, ish, mm-hmm. somewhere in there. Hmm. Wow, cool. Uh, all right, let's go to Philip in Washington. Hey, Philip, you're on the Blaze. Hey, fellas. Hey, hey, fellas. I was just, uh, I, I was thinking about uh, you get the whole LGBTQAIP and sometimes Y community, right? <laughs> yeah. But the B. <laughs> stands for bisexual Mm -hmm. yes which would mean that's a binary choice which would mean Mm -hmm. they only believe in two genders (laughs) it would seem so wouldn't it yeah i'm getting hung up on that me too the left is the left is known for being illogical but they're also known for eating their own Mm -hmm. so do you think that's something that the right should point out not yes. The hypocrisy. I mean, obviously, you point out the hypocrisy, but that just is water off their back. But just to push that, to just tell them, like, well, maybe the B stands for bigot because they're not acknowledging <laughs> 72 genders 
obviously. So that's just something I've thought of in the last couple of weeks. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Binary mm-hmm. choice. Yeah. That that cuts off the rest of everything after T. Right. No, it's a great it's a great point. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Philip. Uh and the other thing they're getting a little bit irritated by, I mean the LGB people, are there, there's an LGB hashtag remove the T movement going on. <laughs> Have you seen that? Yes, yeah. Because they're pissed off at the trans people, too. Good. Because the trans people seem to infer or just state outright that there's no such thing as men or or women. And that's pissing off the men and women uh, in the LGB uh, groups. Yeah, so So the trans community is trying uh to hijack. Yes, the 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 field that and, the LGB crowd has plowed, and it seems like they have, mm-hmm. and, and seems exactly they have. And I'm so grateful to see the gay community try Stand to it up. stop the yeah. trans community from invading in their space, right? Because if you don't put your foot down right now on that, right, you've got pedophiles who are worming their way into these movements as well. Exactly. I, 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 <laughs> you got to stop the pedophiles, man. These groomers Mm -hmm. out there, and they're just all over the place, and they want legitimacy. And if they can get under that umbrella... They're trying. They're going to do it. They're trying their darndest. They sure are. Let's go to Ron in in Virginia. Hey, Ron, you're on the blaze. Morning, Pat. Morning. Hey, celebrating two years uh, with Pat Gray. Uh, Renew my subscription last night, so nice. It was a fun ride. I appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. And then, then the other thing is, did you see the video where Tesla runs out of battery power and needs a generator to charge it? <laughs> I did not see that. Uh, yeah, it's back from March of uh, 2021. I'll send it over to you guys. But oh, yeah, okay. it makes sense to use fossil fuel to charge up an EV car, right? <laughs> yes, it does. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ron. <laughs> And that, that kind of stuff happens every day. Every day, all day. I mean, I, I don't know where they think the energy is coming from to charge the Teslas mm. and, and the Chevy Volts and the Toyota, uh, whatchamacallit? Um, Leaf? Yeah, n- no. Or, wait, what is it? The Toyota? No, it's a Nissan the, the, Leaf. Uh, the Toyota, um, the Toyota Prius. Prius. Yeah. I did see a video. Mm-hmm. It was kind of long, so I didn't send it in. <clears throat> I did see a video of... Uh, it looks like the guy disengage or he puts it in auto drive mode or whatever, and they set up this like looks like a kid in the middle of a crosswalk, and Uh-oh. it just drives right over it, oh. keeps going. <laughs> and he's like, because he's showing, you know, I'm turning Oops. it off, I'm I'm putting it in auto drive mode, and, and just keeps going. <laughs> so maybe we so, work on those. Yeah, Elon? yeah, that's gonna happen. I fear. Yeah. I fear that is going to happen. It's not going to be perfect at the beginning. And it already isn't, of course. Uh, they just did, just had a story about, uh, I don't know, one of the self-driving things. It, but it was only a level two, and it didn't perform the way it was supposed to. It's it's not until, I think, a level four self-driving car that it's supposed to be able to drive itself pretty much anywhere, mostly anywhere. Uh, so if you have a level four, you can kind of let it but you still have to maintain control you still have to be there and not watching a movie or something Mm -hmm. uh on your ipad while you're driving but you got to be ready to take over at a 
at any second because it might screw up. Yeah, what's the point then? And what's the point? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And and look, I'm going to preface this by saying I have no idea what I'm talking about, okay? But aren't the isn't the satellite controlling the GPS and everything? Isn't that what's controlling all these cars? So, well, the satellite and the sensors on the car. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know. That's true. But there's a GPS situation mm-hmm. going on there, right? So yes. if someone hacked into the satellite that's con- <clears throat> it's sending the signal, told you, don't know what I'm talking about. Could you just not instantly have chaos all over the world? Maybe somebody can share with cars us. Cars crashing into each other. Those. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Mine doesn't self-drive, so okay. I, I pretty much drive it. So pretty much drive it. Pretty much, it was- exclusively, completely drive. It. So, okay. I just thought maybe there was like a moment on the road. Like no, there's no moment. You can on the rest road, your yeah. eyes. You know? I can park. I can parallel park it. You know, by pushing a button. But oh, nice! I never oh. even use that. I've never. I've not used it once. I would be looking for places to parallel park if I had that feature. Yeah, that sounds like fun. It's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, yesterday, the New York Times published this wonderful op-ed. <sighs> Buckle up. The Constitution is broken. And should not be reclaimed. Okay. Uh, When liberals lose in the Supreme Court, as they increasingly have over the past half century, they usually say that the justices got the Constitution wrong, but struggling over the Constitution has proved a dead end. The real need is not to reclaim the Constitution, as many would have it, but instead to reclaim America from constitutionalism. Oh, boy. Wow. This is from uh, Ryan D. Dorfler and Samuel Moyne. Constitutions, especially the broken one we have now, inevitably orient us to the past and misdirect the present into a dispute over what people agreed on once upon a time not on what the present and future demand for and from those who live now. This is a bad start. This aids the right, which insists on sticking with it, uh, with what it claims to be the original meaning of the past. Liberals have been attempting to reclaim the Constitution for 50 years with agonizingly little to show for it. It's time for them to radically alter basic rules of the game. Uh-oh. I mean, they're just coming out and saying it now. Yeah, now they're done with it. Yeah, <laughs> they're just done. They're they're done pretending the Constitution is something they care about, and they're showing you their distaste for it. And when you read through something like this, why isn't just a simple handshake, national divorce, not even in the conversation? Yeah, I know. Look, I mean, let's just look. Let's just say it's over. You know, I mean, we tried. Mm. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna follow the Constitution. You guys go in whatever direction you yeah, want. Yeah, you can go make your own deal. I don't care. Just go over there. Starting with a text that is famously undemocratic. Uh, uh, here we go. Uh, progressives are forced to navigate hardwired features like the Electoral College and the Senate, designed as impediments to redistributive change, while drawing on much vaguer and more malleable resources like commitments to due process and equal protection. Uh, this is something else. Mm-hmm. My gosh. New York Times. And they've just completely let down the the veil. Mm-hmm. They, they've pulled back the curtain. And here we are. Here we are. After failing to get the Constitution interpreted in an egalitarian way for so long, the way to seek a real freedom will be to use procedures consistent with popular rule. 
If legislators, legislatures just passed rules and protected values majorities believe in, in the distinction between higher law and everyday politics effectively disappears. One way to get this more democratic world is to pack the union with new states. Oh, see, I'm just saying it. Doing so would allow Americans to then use the formal amendment process to alter the basic rules of the politics and break the false deadlock that the Constitution imposes through the Electoral College <laughs> and Senate on the country. No, no it, they're using the Constitution to break the Constitution. Right. In which substantial majorities are foiled on issue after issue. Congress could simply pass a Congress Act reorganizing our legislature in ways that are more fairly representative of where people actually live and vote, and perhaps even reducing the Senate to a mere council of revision without the power to obstruct laws. Fundamental values like racial equality or environmental justice would be protected, not by law that stands apart from politics, but as they typically are by ordinary expressions of popular will. They want exactly what you scream that we're not, and you constantly That's remind us. exactly why I continually scream about it. Yes, they want democracy. They want mob rule. That is the worst thing that could happen, other than just declaring, you know, a communist state. Yeah, we're just going to be the union of Soviet American states. Um, other than that, going to a democracy would be the worst thing imaginable. Uh, this is why, yeah, we're a republic, not a democracy. And they can't stand it. And this is why they continually call it a democracy. Because they want this sort of thing to happen. They want to they tear up our constitution. And, and they want to declare social justice rule. Ugh, man. Wow, they are blatant about it, though, now. They, yes. they are blatant. Remember when Glenn predicted they're going to just take off the mask and they're going to show us who they are? Well, they're doing that right now in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. It's time for us to take notice and say, ooh, okay, yeah, that's not what we want. Sorry. Uh, why don't you guys go do that somewhere? Just not here. Not here. Just not here. It might still be really hot, uh, but I promise you fall is just around the corner. In fact, we're kind of feeling it right now in Dallas, Texas. Um, so get ready for cooler months. The midterms, pumpkin pumpkin, pumpkin spice latte, mm-hmm. uh, new with new limited edition socks from The Blaze. They're comfortable. They're fun to show off to your conservative friends. And they'll ir- irritate those liberals uh, in your life <laughs> that you wish you didn't even know. <laughs> uh, there's just one catch. Just like <laughs> Joe Biden's grip on reality, these socks are for a limited time only. They're going to be gone. Uh, is today the last day? I believe I it believe is. it might be. So kick leftism where it hurts and get the Blaze Media's conservative socks today featuring Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Glenn Beck, and a lot more. BlazeSocks.com. Use the promo code BlazeSub to get 20, 20% off. BlazeSocks.com and use the promo code BlazeSub for 20% off. Now back to Pat Gray Unleashed. Now you look like an idiot. It's true. Oh, it's true. Huh. Interesting uh, survey just released. Hmm. 
about three quarters of Americans. That's seventy five percent to you and me. I'm glad you said that because I welcome. I'm not good mm-hmm. with that stuff. Uh, think the United States is heading in the wrong direction under Biden. Only seventy five percent of us, huh? So he's got strong support from twenty five percent. Well, not necessarily strong, but he's got some support from twenty five percent. Get his ass out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. Despite grappling with low favorability ratings for much of his first term already, Biden's popularity experienced a deep downturn in recent months amid growing pessimism over the economy. Now, about 75% of the country say we're on the wrong track, while 21% feel the nation is headed in the right direction. So that leaves, you know, 4% with, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Really? I mean, you don't know how you're doing financially. You don't know how you're feeling as an American. It found more than half the respondents, 58%, feel more worried that America's best years may already be behind us, Mm. with just 35% thinking the best years are yet to come. I'm not sure how I would answer that survey. Would you say our best years are behind us, or they're still to come? (laughs) That's hard. Yeah, it's kind of hard. They're in that rearview mirror, Yeah, in my opinion. Among their main concerns, according to the poll, was the economy. 68% of respondents believe the U.S. is already in a recession. Ta-da! Yeah, because we are. Uh, Despite Biden's attestations that the economy is rebounding. (laughs) Rebounding. It's just so preposterous. In total, the poll found 55% of Americans now disapprove of the job uh, that Biden is doing. What was that? 55%. 55%. Okay. 42% approve. Hmm. Huh. That seems high. This is interesting because as you're reading that, I am reading a story from July of 2020. Okay. So put yourself in that frame of mind. In the middle of the pandemic and all the crazy lockdowns and stuff, this is July mm-hmm. of 2020. Um, Americans, 72% thought we were on the wrong track as a nation. So it's gone up from that. Yeah. Uh, so in other words, mm. even in the darkest days, uh, you know, of of COVID, yeah, we were still more positive than Jeez. we are under Biden today. Wow. wow. <laughs> really something. Yeah. Meanwhile, in uh, Crawford, Arkansas, uh, there were really disturbing video from a police arrest there. You know, and here's one of the things we're on the wrong track for. I mean, we love law enforcement. We support law enforcement. But this, uh, apparently this guy you're about to see being uh, brutalized by three police officers. Apparently he shoved one of them down, maybe hit him in the back of the head. Mm -mm. And here's what ensued. Oh, my gosh. He's just getting pummeled by... Yeah, the, hit in the face over and over. The oh, need in his oh. side. And the soundtrack in the car is just perfect. Right. Really. We yeah. get out of here. Oh, Now gosh. they're slamming him into the ground Hi. with his head. And that's when the girl gets out. She goes over there. Yeah. She, she tells him implores them to stop beating the ass out of him. And then that cop tells her to get the blank back in her car. Yeah. From what I heard. Wow. That's not good. Ooh, that's ugly. That's some ugliness. I mean, you right don't there. attack a cop. No. But my gosh, no, the man but... appeared subdued to me. Yeah, he was he was subdued. They're just pissed. 
Yeah, and... They lost control. There are some individuals who get into law enforcement to have opportunities to do that, unfortunately. Not all of them, mm-hmm. but there are some people that when you give them a badge and a gun, they think, all right, it's time to it's open season on people like this. They just need an excuse, and that's not the kind of temperament you want in that position. No, it, we, it can't be the kind of temperament you have. It can't be. In that line of work, you can't have that kind of temperament. Uh, and two of them, two of the deputies were suspended, one officer on administrative leave after um, you know their superiors saw this particular video. Oof. Hard to watch. Yeah. The sheriff says, you know, he holds his employees accountable for their actions and they'll take appropriate measures. We'll see where this goes. I couldn't really tell. It didn't look like he was resisting. No, did it, he, it did he not. He had his me. hands over his head, so he stopped the blows from the one police officer. I think he was in self-preservation mode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the governor has uh, has chimed in. Uh, That's ugly. Yeah. So they want to find out, you know, obviously do the investigation and stuff. Now, I couldn't really get a good look at the uh, suspect there. He was white, wasn't he? I think he was. Look like Yeah, it. I think he yeah. was white. Okay, well, then. And he's we getting a, a white guy getting a serious beating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> serious. Because uh, we all know that if. Uh, Let's see. Uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Wow. I mean. I just don't see the resisting. I, no, from, I don't either. From this perspective. I don't either. But, you know, thankfully, that lady was recording. Yeah. And thankfully, it was just far enough out from the building where you could see it. If that's happening one foot away, this isn't even a story on the news. Right. Guy just gets a serious mm-hmm. beating and nobody knows about it. And 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 if his skin color was a little darker, everybody would oh. know about it. Oh, man. But everybody sure. should know about this because there's some unanswered questions there. Right. I don't care what color the guy is. Right. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter. That shouldn't be happening. Uh, All right. We're going to tell you about uh, Metro Atlanta School District Mm. sneaking in some uh, gender propaganda on uh, school-issued devices. It just doesn't stop. No. No. Every day there's a story like this about schools and teachers that are trying to circumvent parents and do things behind their back without their permission and... uh, just go along with their own agenda, and it doesn't matter what the parents think. Yeah, and, and so many times, it involves sex. What is over the last obsession over. with kids and sex? Pretty amazing. More coming up. Welcome. 888 900 Pat Unleashed on Twitter. Uh, look at this. This is one of my all-time pet peeves. Uh-oh, what? This is definitely a Pat Gray Jihad uh, item. Huh. Uh, no sentence in the English language may be more infuriating than the following 12 words. Oh. oh I agree with this so okay. much. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. <laughs> Unquote. <laughs> God! If you've picked up the phone in response to an unknown caller any time in the last several years, chances are you've encountered the incessant and irritating automated message. But according to state and federal officials, just two men may be responsible for an overwhelming share of the billions of auto warranty spam calls that have hit U.S. phones. These two (laughs) should be 
put on death row. Get a rope. Yep. <laughs> they need the death penalty. Oh, wait. Now, a new lawsuit in Ohio is trying to cut them off at their source. Following a years-long effort across the public and private sectors to turn the tide on the scourge of robocalls okay. once and for all. This would be so great. In a complaint filed last month <clears throat> by attorney, Ohio Attorney General mm-hmm. Dave Yost, the ringleaders of the auto warranty robocall scheme are identified as Roy Melvin Cox Jr. Okay. and Aaron Michael Jones, two California indiv- individuals described as repeated offenders of the U.S. telemarketing rules. Well, then. Huh. Huh. So let's have a chat, shall we? Let's have a chat <laughs> and a trial yeah. and a guilty judgment and a sentence of death for these two. Wow, Your Honor, <laughs> can we? Uh, can we look they at- des- don't tell me they don't deserve it. No, can they we deserve it? Can we just look at sentencing guidelines, <laughs> Your Honor? Okay, what are the sentencing uh, guidelines? Execution. Okay, good. Then we're we're right on. We're dead on. All right. Y- you know that. Uh, okay. I think that people like myself are at an advantage with having a cell phone area code that mm-hmm. isn't local. Okay. Because if yeah. I get a I have a, one too. A call from South Carolina. Yeah. I know. Oh, for it's, me, it's New York. It's if scary. I get a call from New York, mm-hmm. it's almost for sure either the auto warranty thing or somebody speaking in Chinese that yeah. I have no idea why would they would even target me when I don't even understand what it is. Or so saying. it occurs to me if mm-hmm. you have if you if you don't if you're not married to your cell phone number or you need a new one for whatever reason, maybe you go to the cell phone store and be like, "Yeah, I need I need the Nome Alaska <clears throat> area code, please." Yeah, and I mean they can know- pretty much pretty much give you right? any area code, and so right? then you'll know matter. if oh it's Nome again. Okay. Well, then you know. obviously it's it's a spam call. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but this has got to stop. And and you know it's a scam cuz most of us I I hope know if we are under warranty or not. Right? <laughs> right. Okay, when I bought the car, I uh-huh. bought I bought the normal warranty and then I actually did get the extended one. So mm-hmm. they they'd call me like immediately. Yeah, you don't have the your extended warranty is about to expire. Really? I've had it for 3 months. Huh? That's a short warranty. Oops, click. <laughs> Just wrong number. So irritating. Sure is. It'd be great if they could shut that down. Mm-hmm. Remember the guy who had a website and you plugged a, one of these phone numbers into it? It was like an app, right? Yeah. Or was it a website? It, it We've was. had him on no, the show. You, I think you're right. We had him on the show. Yeah, we did. And it was an app. And you plug it, you plug in their phone number, and it supposedly blows up their phone yeah, system. Yeah, like because it just keeps calling and calling and calling until it just like it's yes. inoperable. Yeah, oh, I'd love to do that to every that single one of them. Every one of them. Mm-hmm. Was it? I don't know. No more spam calls or something. I mean, it was it was like it described what they do, and that was the name of it. Uh, but meanwhile, something even worse. You know, much worse. Metro Atlanta school district robo killer. Uh, has uh, included a gender propaganda um, on their school-issued devices. This is insidious. In Metro Atlanta, and this is the largest school district in yeah in Georgia. In Georgia, yeah. Gwinnett schools are now adding gender propaganda to the mix with what one group calls inappropriate gender les- lessons on school-issued Chromebooks that parents can't access when logging into their children's 
accounts on other devices. Yeah. So yeah. you have to be on this device, mm-hmm. and do you have to be located on the school grounds? Yeah, so I was just watching this video during the break. This mom has, she's in some quiet room mm-hmm. on school property, and so she's kind of whispering into the video. She's like, here's my laptop. They would not let me log on to their Wi-Fi. They said there's impossible. There's no guest Wi-Fi, nothing. So she's like, I had to turn my phone into a mobile hotspot. Here's my laptop. Here's my daughter's laptop or the Chromebook that they gave her from the school system connected to the school Wi-Fi. As you can see on my daughter's laptop, you can access all of this horrific material. And then on mine, there's nothing at all. It's not interesting. They know they're doing something wrong Mm -hmm. when you're hiding it from the parents. Yep. And now you can see why. The school system says, no, nah, I'm sorry, we can't let you log on to the mm-hmm. to the Wi-Fi here. This mom cracked the code. Amazing and so sinister. And good for her for doing this. Holly uh, Teray, the Gwinnett County chapter president of No Left Turn in Education, discovered the objectionable content. Um, one, one e-book, this is probably what you were just right. explaining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One e-book on the fourth grade page claims that gender is a social construct. Not based, quote, not based on anything biological or medical, unquote. <laughs> You're absolutely teaching a lie. Why are you teaching falsehoods? That's incredible. So it dismisses the differences between men and women as figments of societal imagination. Unbelievable. Teray then discovered that she couldn't access the content, as we discussed, when she logged into her child's school account on her la- on her own laptop. Mm-hmm. Instead, the site directed her to an additional login page. So you couldn't even keep up with what your kids are doing if you wanted to. No, you can't. Teray shot the video on the school property to demonstrate that she couldn't access the content on her own device even while using the school's Wi-Fi. Wow! They have gone to great lengths to hide this from the community. Yeah, and and most parents are too oh, busy. Man. To try to figure out yeah. and by the time you and get not savvy of, enough and, yeah, with technology. It's too late. Yeah. By the time you figure out what's mm. going on with your child and what they're being uh, force-fed, the propaganda has already done its job. Jeez. Terrible. I mean, this is seriously, you need to look into alternatives to public school. You really of course it's intentional. Mm-hmm. And it's speeding up, too. I mean, they've been really patient. They've been making inroads for the last hundred years or so, but now they've just accelerated the pace at which they're trying to propagandize our kids. And you have to know about it. And you have to do something about it. You can't let this happen. Yeah, and please don't play it, but the We're Coming for Your Children song could Mm. just as easily be a teacher's union. Yes, it could. Singing that. Yeah, it could. And that's not to say that there aren't great teachers still, because there mm-hmm. are some fantastic teachers who really care about educating kids, care about their welfare. But there's many in the system now who are the opposite of that. Let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. Because selling your home, it's tough to do, and you need some help, usually. You don't know the exact right things to do. Should you paint, should you paint your house? If so, what color? Uh, should you remodel some rooms in your house, like the kitchen or bathrooms? Should you change the countertops? What exactly should you do that you'll get your money out of when you sell it? It's the kind of service you're looking for in a real estate agent, and Real Estate Agents I Trust is Glenn's company 
So you're going to have the kind of agents who work with us working for you. And you can rest assured you're going to be in great hands. These agents will see your selling process through from the day you interview them until the moment you sign on the dotted line. Real Estate Agents I Trust. The name says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed. Speaking of this uh, continual rush to destroy our children's childhood and their lives. Got a pamphlet that someone posted online here um, that shows kind of what's going on. Uh, it's like, you know how like uh, if you go into like a bathroom, you see like a, a Christian tract probably left by a Southern Baptist hmm. on the toilet. It's mm-hmm. like, do you know where you're going? One of those things. Mm-hmm. You seen that? I grew up in the South. They were everywhere. Every rest stop, every mm. bathroom, all over the place. It's just part of life. That's kind of like what this is. But instead of uh, trying to preach the gospel, no, it's preaching pedophilia. And that's what this is. And it's grotesque. So this pamphlet for kids uh, says, what to do if a stranger comes up to you on the street? Mm. And then it tells you, don't be afraid. If a stranger walks up to you, no need to be scared. Usually, they don't mean any harm. <sighs> Wait, usually? So I'm going to take that chance. You're you're encouraging my kid to take that chance. Yeah, hmm. to, to disregard um, a lifetime of lessons that your parents said, don't talk to strangers. And number two, uh, do not scream or cry. This can hurt the person's feelings. Well, we don't. And that's that. paramount. Yeah. We, you know, the stranger who's approaching my child... I don't want them to be hurt in any way emotionally. Do you? I mean, that would be really sad. And that's how most kids have been raised these days, is the first goal is to not offend. Not offend. Don't Don't offend offend anyone. Don't make them feel bad. Number three, do not call him a pedophile. (laughs) This can be just as offensive as the N-word. Oh. Okay. Bro. Come on now. And then... Yeah, he just wants to make new friends. Oh, yeah, and it's a cute little picture. Just like you. Yeah, the kid's eating a candy bar Mm. that the stranger just gave him. Now, Mm. how the hell would you know he just wants to make new friends? What adult just wants to make new friends with a stranger child? Um, In the 360, do you have any clips of (laughs) uh, Michael Jackson? Because that might be our shining... uh, uh, example of the only individual who's just there to uh-huh. make friends, right? Ooh. Oh, okay. No, that's, that's, that's good. Not exactly what we're looking no. for. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> you can just do it. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, do you think it's uh, normal for a grown man to want to sleep in bed with a child? Do you know any oh. other man your age, a 45 year old man who <laughs> shares his bedroom with children? Of course. Of course. And of course, that is the of one exception to the rule. I do. Of course. <laughs> sniff, sniff, sniff. I know thousands of 45-year-old men who want to share their beds with the children. Oh! Shum Of course. So creepy. So creepy. That's, I mean, but now it would be fine, I now guess. Now it's fine. Yeah, now it's just, fine. Uh, hey, don't demonize Michael because he loves yeah. little kids. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about that. Well, he was a uh, trailblazer in more ways than one, apparently. <laughs> he was. Not just in music. He was. Mm. 
I remain undecided about where he stood, really. I go back and forth on that. Did you? On whether or not he actually yeah. engaged in anything. Yeah. Uh, or whether he was just a messed up adult uh-huh. and he was asexual and just liked to hang out with 12-year-old boys. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to say the crime is uh, at, at least just the spending the night with little boys. Yeah, that's not good. That's that's not that's, good. that's plenty bad for me. Yeah. Michael? Yeah, that's, that's true. And... You know, the onus really is on the parents at that point. Yeah, or You're st- letting the kids stay the weekend with Michael Jackson? All right. Or as Jeffy says, hey, when, he, when you go to pick him up, did anything happen? No. Well, then go back in because <laughs> we need the money. I mean, that's probably what... I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't know. But you're no, right. These know. parents... One of them got a 20... Was it a $20 million settlement out of him? So something must have happened. <sighs> Also, the world of gender surgeries for children is completely out of control right now. Mm-hmm. You would think that you'd enter into this, no matter what your ideological stance is on gender and children. You would think, because they're children, caution may be warranted. And you'd want to go a little bit slower. But no. Last week, we had Boston's Children's Hospital. Oh, oh. And... Yeah, can I just quickly touch on Boston Children's? Yeah, you know how we had those videos where they were saying, "Yes, it's just so great." Uh, and blah, yep. Blah, blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, someone sent us a uh, thing, and I did not send this in. You don't have to be looking for it, Rob, because there's no way in hell I'm sending this to you. But it is a graphic um, illustration for how to tuck your parts mm-hmm. and how the, this is posted by From Boston Children's Boston Children's Medical, and they're showing you how to to wow. Okay. Pull it off, so to speak. Interesting. It's, I mean, I don't understand what's happening, yeah. but it's frightening. Really is. So, yeah, so now we've got even another hospital. So this is from Yale Medicine. Mm-hmm. Last, last week, Boston Children's. Mm-hmm. This week, Yale Medicine. I'm a clinical psychologist by training, and I am the director of the Yale Gender Program, which is an interdisciplinary program working with gender expansive individuals, three to 25 and gender. their families. Three we, to 25, um, three. Pause it for a second. Who are questioning their See how gender. she just yep. rolled through yep. that? Yep. Three to 20, three to 25, as if it's the most natural thing in the world. Three? And, and kudos for the, uh, the, the language too. It's called gender expansive. Is that what she said? Yeah, That's gender expansive. It's, yeah. I, they fascinate me. With the phrases they come up with for yeah. things. Yeah. Gender expansive, gender affirming. No, I, when you're changing somebody's gender, you're not affirming it. Thank you. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, you can't let them get away with it. Right. Right. So she had more to say. I'm a clinical psychologist by training. By training. And Someone I trained am you into the this crap. director of the L Gender Program, which L-gender. is an interdisciplinary program working with gender expansive individuals, <laughs> 3 to 25, and their families. We um, help individuals who are questioning their gender identity or who identify as transgender or non-binary. Mm-hmm. We help mm-hmm. them with their gender journey. Um, <laughs> their gender journey. Through the risks That's and the benefits of uh, medical intervention, uh, starting medical intervention, um, and also building supports around them. And I love what I do, so it's really she loves really what she does. To, it's wonderful to be working in this field and to oh, sure. be 
working with individuals who uh-huh. are gender diverse and oh, gender diverse support and helping gender, them on their gender journey. That's interesting. Gender, gender journey. diverse. How diverse can you be with gender? Uh, there are two. There's just two. Okay, so I guess you could choose between male and female. Uh, that was a short gender journey. Yeah, that's my gender journey. Well, for me, I went from male uh, to male. And so it was a short journey. Oh, it so was that was really, really short. Gender affirming then. Yeah, it, I did affirm <laughs> my gender. Yes. These people, I mean, this is... And they... they it's evil. Demons with a smile. <clears throat> yep. Yeah, she looks so harmless. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. She's mm-hmm. just doing great things for kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's wonderful. Just... Who, if left alone, would resolve their own issues by the time they reach adulthood. Yeah, but... 80 to... I heard the other day it's 80 to 88%. Mm. Somewhere in, I mean, that's kind of a large range, but 80 to 80%, 88% is outrageous. Have we seen any uh, tweets from David Hogg suggesting that three year olds should be allowed to vote? Because uh, <laughs> there are three year olds on their gender journey. Gender who journey, yeah. Apparently yeah. Are, are of sound enough mind to. Get stuff snipped to, off. Yeah. Yeah, and, sure, whatever. And probably the three-year-olds don't even need their parents' permission, would be my guess. Oh, my gosh. Could you see a toddler rolling up in there? <laughs> Just walking in through the little, the doors automatically open. They walk into the counter, mm-hmm. and the and the receptionist looks down. Is like, well, hey there, little guy. He's like, yeah, I'm here for my gender journey. <laughs> and then My then, gender-affirming journey. Yeah, you get, you get shown up to... Uh, that chick's office, and uh, man, you're well on your way. I mean, it's just there is so much harm being done. Oh, it's to crazy. individuals, and the debris will be felt. The repercussions forever. You know the the family is the building block of civilization. You got to have the family, uh, you know, structure in order to make society work. And because they couldn't crush the family with pretty much anything else and they've been trying so hard for so long that now they're just going directly at our children the most vulnerable among us and they're encouraging all of their peers to love and appreciate all of this stuff and so when you get that attention you you crave more attention yeah. And this is a great way to get that attention yeah i mean you saw it with the uh with the laptop at the school Yep. We're just bypassing the parents. We're going straight to the kids. We're going to cut you completely out of the process. <clears throat> and there was another video that it was too long, and I didn't send this in. I can't remember where it was. I don't know if it was Yale or Boston Medical. It may have been a third uh, center. But this lady talks about how that's a form of parental psychological abuse on children if you're not going to let them go through with this stuff. They're calling it abuse now to yeah. not allow your child to get parts of their body cut off. And we've had uh, extreme instances where CPS has been called in on the parents that that won't encourage the child to get a sex change. And remember, we had the judge who won't let the mom see her, her child because she refused to call. Mm. Uh, right. It, it, I forgot if it was a boy, wanted to be, call me a girl or a girl. But she refused to do that. The judge was like, all right, well, no visitation for you. I mean, this is out of control. It's madness. It is. And for you, sir, to to go and use this archaic phrase, nuclear family, what was it you you just you tried to refer yeah, to uh, yeah. as your solution, your uh-huh. old school solution? Uh-huh. 
Just see, you're flowery with your language too. Strengthen the family. Mm-hmm. Turn to God. Mm. Yeah, just so radical, so radical. Right. And and you know what? That's just it. Uh, it. It's feeling every day, does it not? Like when you take a a traditional stance like that, like mm-hmm. we're the radicals now. Yes, we. Are. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like oh, I love the founding no fathers. Question. Oh, you're a radical. Well, <laughs> it's one of the red flags for oh. the FBI. Oh, the FBI. They're so good. <laughs> oh, they're great. We're going to talk about that, I think, <laughs> in overtime. Just how many wonderful things the FBI has done just in the last couple of years. I think you're going to be really impressed. Man, they're out there just getting it done for America. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul signed some legislation uh, late last week replacing the word. This is so ridiculous. Did you have nothing else to do? Is every other situation in New York taken care of? Oh, yeah. New York's got it together on everything. Sure. So they replaced the word salesman with salesperson. <laughs> God, I just can't believe it. Jobs have, no, uh, jobs have no gender, but unfortunately, many of our state's laws still use gendered language. When discussing professions that are practiced by people of all genders... Oh, boy. So this is like in government documentation and stuff like that and laws and everything. Yeah. We want our workplaces to reflect the diversity of New York. And the best way to achieve that goal is by making sure all realtors feel that they belong and the profession is accessible. So if you were calling realtors salesmen. Oh, yeah. Then you would feel like you don't belong. Oh, so this isn't just government stuff. I apologize. This no, is, it's... You cannot... You're right. You can't hire someone and say, Welcome aboard, you're a new salesman. No. <laughs> nope. Hold on. I love the Sydney Watson's tweet. Uh, I feel bad for the citizens of They Hatton. <laughs> Are we changing Manhattan to They Hatton? It's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. I you know, mean, it will be that stupid soon. Yep. It will. I mean, what is a joke today is reality tomorrow or more like later this afternoon (laughs) so yep all right we're gonna share with you uh some of the wonderful things uh the fbi has done over the last couple of years in overtime today oh it's make sure you stick around for that don't want to miss it Mm -hmm. pat gray only on the blaze radio network